0: What's up mofos this week's episode of adulting is sponsored by our friends at public goods your one-stop shop for sustainable household essentials verb energy 90 calorie delicious caffeinated energy bars child life uh, who makes children's supplements that we use for our very own geo and ivory and aspiration a new digital banking alternative that you guys need to know about so listen up later in the show all of these brands have wonderful offers for you guys so be sure to take advantage of them but before you do enjoy the show
1: This is adulting like a mother, father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. so Baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be the head of the rest. Now let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say,
2: Chicago, Chicago.
1: Well now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy His name is Gio Dang What a bundle of joy We're a tribe of three But we're building a community So come along It's time for some adulting
2: Welcome back Welcome back Adulting Like a Mother Father I'm Daniela Monet, the mother
0: And I'm Andrew, the father
2: And we're both Adam. Adult. There it is. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We've got a great episode for you guys. We have a guest today. Um, We have several questions so we will be answering those at the end of the show. Um, Our guest is going to help us with some of the biggest do's and don'ts. No pun intended. Do. Do Do-do. Oh, do-do. Oh, God. Gotcha. Um, She's a potty training consultant and I want to ask some questions because we sort of have started the potty training um
0: no we no here. we haven't it was it, take your diaper off and pee four times within 15 minutes that's our potty training over here
2: okay <laughs> i guess so um no like the, the truth is is geos had a lot of interest in going to the bathroom in the toilet and um he says and-
0: he says pee a georgie just so everybody's aware <laughs> which means pee in the toilet but apparently georgie is toilet now
2: well no it's it's how he enunciates toilet okay it's pee a georgie all right we'll have to get that on on Recorded or whatever So that you could hear Exactly how it sounds On recorded Shut your hole I'm three sips in (laughs) Gosh Um So stay tuned for that Because we're gonna keep it Sweet To the point I just need to know The the real basics To get me off and going And I say me Because You know I'm gonna be the one Juggling the potty training With the whole thing Um Which by the way I just wanna touch on this I do wanna say this I'm like You know I see why people Um Look at it from different angles, right? Like when you have a kid and then you have a kid again and they're very close in age. There are a lot of interesting moments you didn't predict being challenging. Like recently when Gio has told me I want to pee pee in the Georgie, (laughs) I've been breastfeeding and I can't help him when I have another child hanging from my test. I was going to say something else. Um, and so I give it up to all the parents out there that have, you know, kids close in age and they're trying to get through these stages. Dude. Cause it's not easy.
0: The ones who are at home alone. Oh with gosh. multiple kids and the other ones away at work?
2: Which is beyond common. Insane. No, but it is the norm. And I know, me, but it's
0: insane. I know.
2: We, like, coordinate any <laughs> I'm thinking, there's...
0: like, if you have one kid hanging from your chest and he's like, I need a pee-pee in the Georgie, where am I at?
2: No, I know. Oh, well, you're in the gym. You're meditating. You're on the walk with oh, Jake. These are the things. Right. These are the staples in your day. Let me, let me just refresh your memory. Um, all right. Let's hit them with some adulting wins and fails.
0: You want to kick it off? If you want me home.
2: I'll kick it off listen I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot the shit about you know what's going on in in the last few days so my win is we went to go see a house you guys um I think that's where we left off last episode and it was a really eye-opening experience I think we really settled on the idea that we are ready mentally for a new home some more space just you know some new walls to look at in a neighborhood closer to family um and it was a it was a beautiful home like i have yeah, it was I have, a stunner wow like it was stunning but the, the tricky part is as an adult and when you're mother fathering, you have to make decisions, not just for yourself. And it didn't matter that it was a beautiful home and it was totally our vibe and it was everything we've ever wanted and more, but we couldn't make it work because the decisions
0: have to be so logical, Ugh. you know. which, which I appreciate. Yeah. But when, when you're buying a home and you're spending good coin, like oftentimes you're, you're being led by your heart or your emotions, you know, cause there's something that's attaching you to it. And that was definitely the type of home that we would get attached to. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, there's too many steps.
2: Too many there's, steps. There's gaps
0: in the concrete squares in the backyard. Yeah. And like, Gio fell down and got his first boo-boo.
2: It was just a lot of things pointing to not kid-friendly. Yeah, The kitchen was gorgeous and massive, but parents will understand me when I say it was an entire hallway away from the living space where you would have your kids playing yeah, and I can't cause I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. We spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I would not be able to function knowing that, you know, my kids were probably the amount of square feet of our current home away from me.
0: <laughs> For sure. For sure.
2: <laughs> so it's going to take some adjusting and also just time to find the home that makes the most sense. So now we're on this path and, um, you know, we'll keep you guys posted. So that's my win. Um, my fail is, I know I sound like a broken record, but a couple nights ago, I was having the craziest vasospasms. Like, they were back in full force, and I thought I was not going to make it through the night. Um, but I, um, I had a glass of wine. You. I had a glass of wine, and I needed just to relax, take the edge off. My cousin came over with his girlfriend. We watched the Jake Paul fight. Um, it was just. It ended up being a fun kind of like spontaneous night that I feel like we both needed.
0: Yeah, it was chill. It was chill. It was nice. It was nice. I feel like we haven't had people over to just hang.
2: Just to hang, like past while.
0: bedtime. I like we have <laughs> we have the moms and the aunts and stuff that cruise by and help us out with the kids or whatever, but nobody to just just hang and like be be peers in a sense Mm -hmm. you know stream influencer
2: social media influencers fight
0: Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. watch
2: a little bieber perform these are
0: things that we we need to be doing more of
2: i know we will once we are a little bit closer to those people
0: yeah yeah 100 percent.
2: all right hit us with your win and fail
0: um okay well as i do i'm gonna make this official i'm gonna i'm gonna always start with the fail and then cruise back to the win my fail is um If you've been listening in past weeks, you know that Jake's gone through some more training and, uh, we're done with the training and I'm basically doing it myself now, but he's regressed a bit on the leash. Uh, we had a walk, a family walk yesterday and, uh, he was just a pain in the ass. Like he was getting aggressive on the leash. He's, he's so good and so sweet with people. He's just not that with other dogs.
2: Yeah. Certain dogs. I feel like certain more dogs, than like
0: almost antagonize him, you yeah. know, but when he wants to hit the switch, he just, he just looks like an a-hole and mm-hmm. we we can't have that because these dogs already have a bad rap and I don't want there to be another one out there like that. Sure. You know? So that one's really frustrating for me and maybe people understand this and maybe they don't, but like I, I really took it to heart and I'm really taking my relationship with him very seriously and, and, like I just want him to be that was my stomach in case he do heard you heard
2: Do you need like food? <laughs> what is it? I that? do
0: need food, yeah. The coffee's hitting right now. Um <laughs> I I just want him to be the example. Like I want people to look at him and go like wow, you know? Yeah. So that one's tough for me. I called our dog trainer immediately. I'm like, "Yo, I need you back here. We need to we need to figure this out." So we're doing that. That's a fail. The win is I had one of those Just wild parenting moments yesterday when we were with your family. Uh, We went to the park and one of the, uh, not the uncles, papa, one of the papas (laughs) has this like really dope electric scooter. I mean, this thing is dope, right? And like goes on the street, goes on the grass, dirt, whatever. And this thing freaking scoots, man. But he really wanted to get Gio up there. I know he's been like, he's really been begging for some quality time with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he popped him on. He said, Gio, hold on to this front bar or whatever. And then they went cruising. And like, I just had this moment. I was like, is this really my son? (laughs) Like, Is this kid really doing this right now? I know. I was was amazed. I was shocked. I was confused. I was all these things. And I just like in that moment was so in love with what I saw. Mm. You know? And that's my win.
2: I, I felt the same way. And I had like a tiny... You know, mom, like, you know, moment where you're just like, oh, please don't go too fast. Like, hold on tight. But what's cool is that, like, listen, like, I grew up with a dad who was kind of like a little daredevil. You know, he wanted... I never heard... Uh, training wheels on my bike like yeah i'm sure you were the same way like we rode dirt bikes we you know we're camping we did all the fun stuff and there was like no fear i had no fear
0: so yeah it was about letting Gio- you experience yes. life and like have yes. adventures and all the things
2: yes and to see Gio know like innately to just hang on to the bar and stand on there carefully was like impressive just as loved small it. as that Oh, he loved it. He kept saying more, more,
0: more. (laughs) It was that moment. And then the other moment where we were out in the field throwing the frisbee and the football around. And here's Gio like literally running around from guy to guy to like, because he wants the frisbee or he wants the ball and wants to throw it back.
2: Oh my gosh. And
0: I was just like, wow. Like, I cannot believe that this is my kid. Like where am I at in life right now yeah in you know? a good way Yeah, in a great way
2: oh that makes me happy all right um let's take a quick break um I want to come back with our potty training consultant Allison because I have some like genuine questions and also some concerns over maybe what we've possibly done wrong so far um and then don't uh go anywhere we've got your questions at the end of the show so we'll be right back don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. Listen, guys, um, I'm trying to become a lean, mean fighting machine. What
0: do you mean? You're already there.
2: Oh, Wow, you're really trying to score points. I don't know what you're scoring points for. Um, anyways, you guys so pumped to have partnered with Verb. Verb is the bars we've been talking about. They're the ones that make these delicious caffeinated bars. They're only ninety, 90 calories. calories. Whoa whoa we did not plan that um and they're gluten free they're plant-based and they have as much caffeine as an espresso say no more you know we love that they're so good
0: um but the caffeine comes from organic green tea yep so it gives you that long lasting really smooth energy boost which Mm. is great um they have so many delicious and wonderful flavors I feel like I've gone through the gamut at this point, but I just keep on coming
1: back to the cookie butter. Oh, yeah. Why not?
2: <laughs> With you on that one. Um, you guys, so cute, so delicious, and really just the perfect treat. Um, we've worked out a special deal for our Adulting Like a Mother Father podcast listeners. So you guys, listen up. You can receive over fifty. 50- percent 50% off their best selling starter kit. Um, you know this is a great way to try any of their delicious flavors so go to verbenergy.com slash adulting or use our code adulting at checkout to claim this deal. That's verbenergy verbenerg dot com slash adulting and this discount is only valid for their starter kit. So enjoy more adulting like a mother father when we come back. Welcome to the show. Allison, this is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Um, we're excited to have you. I am especially excited because it means that I am one step closer to changing just a fewer amount of diapers. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's going to make my day. So um, first of all, how did you even get started being a potty training consultant?
3: Yes. Um, I think that's something everybody wants to know because who really wants to do potty training for a living <laughs> but um actually I started with my own two kids I'm a mom myself so um I've got two kids and um the passion for it really started when I was potty training my son and he's one of those like easy kids so potty training him was like no big deal and he got it like really quickly and just seeing how proud he was of himself like as he was like learning and mastering this this new advanced thing. Um, it was like, it was just such a good feeling to see him doing that. Um, so then like my friends and family were seeing like how good of success I was having with him and they started asking me to help them and I was helping them. Um, and then I tried potty training my daughter. And she was the total opposite. So she was like super difficult, but she's the opposite personality of him too. So, um, so she was really challenging to potty train, which is kind of what, um, when I started doing a lot of research into potty training and like why, um, why it affects kids different ways and, you know, different methods to um, apply and things like that. And, um, Um, in my research, I realized what little support there was out there for parents that were struggling with the same thing. So I was like, you know, this should be a thing because there's, um, parenting support for so many other avenues, like sleep, nutrition, breastfeeding, like all these things, but not so much potty training. So, um, kind of from that point on, I just poured everything into learning as much as I could about potty training, um. And I'm very science-minded, so I like to, to, to do a lot of, you know, scientific research about why things are the way they are and stuff like that. And here I am about three and a half years later, and it's been a total blessing, amazing journey, helping people with this every day. So it's been awesome.
2: That's, That's cool. Um, first question that comes to mind while I was listening to you talk. Um Sure what cuz i know nothing right um okay <laughs> i know nothing um, but i know we're going down this path so what is like a reasonable or what is the goal time um you're looking to invest in terms like from start to finish like how are we how much time are we spending trying to get this kid potty trained
3: yeah so it really depends on you know how much time you want to invest in it um, because there are different ways that you can tackle it. Um, Like some parents want to do things very gradually and kind of just, you know, start by going to pull-ups and then move to incorporating more and more potty use throughout the day. A method like that is going to take, you know, a few months really to really master everything. Or you could kind of dive in more like all at one time and get rid of diapers like in a weekend and um, something like that kind of, you know, you're looking at maybe a week or two of really kind of like fully mastering the skill, but it's more intensive. So there are some different, you know, approaches that you could take depending on what, best matches your lifestyle so I always say there's no one size fits all way to do it Mm -hmm. it just you know you have to think about you know your child's personality and the best way that they learn and then your lifestyle as well and how much time you have to dedicate to the
2: process okay so just to give you a little bit of context um Gio our son is 18 months old Okay. And he's had awareness around like the toilet for a long time now. Um, sure. for probably about a month is safe to say, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we'd have conversations around the toilet. He'd see me pee or her dad or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is what happens. And then he had a lot of interest. And so in the last sure. like two weeks, maybe even three weeks, um, ourselves and our nanny has basically just put him on the toilet when he said like, Oh, he'll say like pee pee in the toilet. And we know that either he's already gone or this is our pivotal moment to like rush to the toilet. Now sure. is this is first of all, two questions. Is it too early to start? Cause he's only 18 months. And then my second question, um, I'll let you answer that first and then I'll follow up.
3: Okay. Sure. (laughs) Um, no, actually it's not too early to start. Um, it's actually a really great time to start. So, um, I recommend, um, you know, you can introduce the concept of potty training from really as early of an age as you want to. Um, even some people do it um you know from like the time the child can sit up on their own they'll start sitting them oh. on the toilet independently like, you know like here and there nothing like nothing like hardcore but um it's good to start earlier because the more exposure that they get and the more experience that they have with like you know sitting on the potty or being in the bathroom then it's going to seem like less of a big, scary change when you do actually decide to get rid of diapers. So I think it's a great time. And usually, like, research tells us that um, right around 24 months is kind of when most children are, um, you know, physiologically capable of doing potty training. So um, so you're, you're right there. You're right there at starting, you know, leading up until that point. And there are definitely some kids that are ready earlier or some kids that are ready later. So
2: I think you guys are right on track. Okay, cool. Um, so, like I said, we kind of just started the process, and he's gone to the bathroom one and two um, cool. on, the, on the toilet, um, probably awesome. a handful of times, maybe a little more than that. Um, okay. The tricky part is is that sometimes he really resists. Like he'll tell us that he wants to go in the toilet, and then he'll kind of make his action, run to the toilet. But then, in order, like to get him on the toilet, is he'll like hide sometimes, only sometimes. So what
3: does this mean? (laughs) I need to understand. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that sounds like a little bit of, um, that's usually why we wait till closer to two years because they're still lacking a little bit of that emotional stability to be able to process, you know, what needs to happen with potty training because they have to really be able to understand that they need to, you know, stop one activity and move to another. And that can be really disruptive for little kids that aren't, you know, fully able to process that kind of transition very easily yet. So that might start, you know, to introduce some power struggles and things like that, maybe that you haven't experienced before, but, um, unfortunately potty training kind of coincides around the same time that kids are finding that independence from them, from you guys, you know, they're, they're discovering that they're their own little human beings and that, uh, they have they have control of their own behaviors, and you know they don't necessarily have to um, comply with what you tell them to do all the time. Like they can exert that um, resistance and make you aware of it. So that sounds like a little bit of what you might be experiencing, um, unfortunately.
4: <laughs> so
1: could this maybe is a silly question, but do kids experience regression at all, where they accept that like this is what's happening going forward, but then they'll go backwards?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that happens a lot. Like, that happened a lot to a lot of parents, um, you know, once COVID hit, because there was all this disruption and all this change all of a sudden, because little kids are very routine-driven, they thrive on predictability, you know, they love knowing what to expect. And when there's big changes, um, that can cause kind of, like, their, their, defense, their defense systems to go up, and sometimes that causes them to regress back to a time where uh, things felt more safe and secure for them, and a lot of times that means, like, um, you know, getting changed by parents, like having that intimacy and that extra attention from their parents of, you know, having the accident, getting cleaned up, getting changed, and stuff like that. So, absolutely, regression unfortunately can happen even months after potty training has been well established.
1: Mm.
2: So, what are some of the <laughs> parenting is so
1: fun, right? <laughs> oh, so fun is exactly the word that I was gonna use. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What are some of the ways that we can, like, acknowledge, like, his accident, per se, or, like, what's some of the vocabulary we can have around this that's, like, not going to damage, you know, the process?
3: Yeah, of course. Um, So, it's really important that you're not using negative terminology, like, surrounding like peeing and pooping until you're actually in the process of potty training Um, because we want kids and kids have a tendency to, especially with like pooping specifically, they tend to, um, we give a lot of like negative undertones with pooping, like just without even, intentionally doing it, you know, like, Oh, your diaper is so stinky today. Or like, Oh my gosh, you, we got to change that diaper. You don't want to be dirty. Like, you know, there's a lot of kind of negative stuff thrown in there that we don't intend to come off as negative, but sometimes kids can like internalize that and then perceive pooping as being like a bad thing or, you know, something that they should be ashamed of or something they need to be kept like that needs to be kept private. Um, so that can be a little bit of an obstacle to overcome. So when you're leading up to the stages of potty training, you kind of want to almost, um, praise him for just pooping. Like, oh, you had a good poop today. I bet your belly feels so much better now. Like, you know, those kinds of things. Um, when you're in the process of potty training though, and, and your child has accidents, like actual accidents, Um, the best way to handle those is to just be kind of very like matter of fact, um, like, oops, you peed on the floor. Remember we're putting our pee in the potty now, um, kind of clean them up and move on. Like you don't want to put too much focus on it. Because kids thrive on that attention, so if you're giving them a whole lot of attention for getting for having an accident, you're almost teaching them in a way that the accidents are the way to go. So try to put your um, focus on all the good potty behaviors that they have, and you know that helps them to learn more of what's what
2: you're expecting of them. All right, everyone, sit tight, and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Oh, baby, do I love a clean, crispy, clean, see yourself in the reflection counter. It just brings joy to my big, beautiful soul. Um, when you have a kid who you know eats snacks and then reaches on that counter and gets their fingerprints just about everywhere, you need a good surface cleaner. And I told you guys I revamped you know the the cam- the whatever the cabinet under the sink with all our cleaners, and now we use Public Goods. Such a big fan, so happy they sponsored the show. And if you guys don't know what Public Goods is, it's the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price and everything you can get everything like toilet paper shampoo pet food public goods is your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer and the look and feel these products are you know they're so chic
0: second to none yeah um so look rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands just go to public goods for everything in one place a couple things i love about public goods is number one They put so much effort into sourcing and developing all their products. And number two, they plant a tree for every single order placed. Um, So it's time to get on it. We worked out an awesome deal for you guys. Right now, you can receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. It's basically $15 for free. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash adulting or use code adulting at checkout. That is public publicgoods.com, P U B L I C G O O D S dot com forward slash adulting to receive $15 off your first purchase. And now back to adulting like a mother father.
1: Okay. I, I have to ask this. Sure. Uh, <laughs> our son is normal enough. Uh, to me, based on what you said, he's got a really weird relationship with poop specifically. Okay. <laughs> he, it always gets his attention. So every like dog poop or every poop that his sister makes or he makes, it's yuck, 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 yuck.
3: Okay, okay. Right?
1: And we said, like, oh, P.U., you stink, or whatever. And he'll say it himself. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, he's so drawn to it. Like, now he wants to carry around his diapers. It's okay. kind of- he wants to be
2: the one to throw them in the trash like he associates it with trash so he gets excited that that's his job that he gets to throw diapers in the trash Um, and that kind of like you bringing that up made me nervous about like bringing too much attention to his poop because I didn't know if that was damaging his relationship with the toilet although I will say he went poop in the toilet today that's amazing
3: Yeah. (laughs) no that's great I mean (laughs) (laughs) Yeah so a good way to kind of um like bridge that gap maybe is to talk to him about the toilet and how the toilet is like a trash can oh. for your poop um and you know that can be a good way to um get him to to encourage him to put his poop there instead of having to put it in the diaper and then put it into the trash can so that's something you could potentially try yeah kids tend to be possessive of their poop it's kind of weird for us as adults to like, you know, comprehend what, like how, what is happening here. Um, but it's something they made, you know, it's something that came out of their body. And sometimes they feel like it's a part of them. So it's, if you think about it from that perspective, like it kind of makes sense why they might be hesitant to to let it go that they want to hang on to it which is wow. gross, but kids are so gross, but it's, it's just something they go through.
1: This is never a conversation I ever thought that I would have in my entire life. So this <laughs> no, is- <laughs> no,
3: that's what I always say. Nobody ever tells you before you have kids, how much you're going to talk about poop. Like,
2: <laughs> and now that the world is starting to open up and we're not going to be you know, stuck at home. I've seen some of my friends, they now travel, I don't even think you know this, but they travel with a potty in right. their car. Yeah, it's really helpful, actually. Um, yeah.
4: Wow.
2: Yeah, because really cool. you have to always be ready at all times. How do
1: you use it? You though? use
2: it in the ba- in the t- in the car.
1: Wow. Right? Okay. Or do you, do, do you
2: take it, it of your car? Okay. Yep, you can use it in the car. Um, I mean,
3: it depends on your setup, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, absolutely, it's really helpful to have a small potty in the car when you're first potty training because a lot of kids are not super excited about using public bathrooms, like. Many adults aren't excited about using public bathrooms, you know, so there's like a lot of sensory things happening in a public bathroom. So having that small um, potty accessible to them is a good comforting thing, you know, so that you have that as a backup in case of an emergency.
2: Okay. Another question. So yes. I have just like, he, first of all, we didn't have anything prepared for this because out of nowhere, he just decided he wanted to go on the potty. So, yeah. um, but then I decided I would get one of those smaller seats to put on our seat. So okay. he uses that occasionally, but um, is it recommended to do it that way? Or should I get a small potty that goes on the floor that he can get to without anyone's help? What's the next step?
3: Yeah, actually, I think it's really great that he's already sitting on the regular toilet. I think that's awesome to get that exposure because, you know, that's one less transition that you have to make because obviously everywhere you go, they're not going to have a small floor potty for him to use. So uh, unless you take it with you. Um, so starting off that way is really great. I usually recommend a combination of both, um, at least for the first few days, because um The first few days of potty training, you know, it's, it sets you up for a lot of accidents. So, um, if you have a small floor potty that you can kind of keep within arm's reach, it allows you to catch more of that pee and poop in the potty. And that creates more learning opportunities than, you know, having to rush them to the bathroom. And by the time you get there, they're already done kind of thing. So starting off with, you know, I kind of like a combo of both things.
2: Okay. And speaking of learning opportunities now, mm-hmm. again, dumb question, but like, are people like pulling up their rugs and stuff for this situ- Like, are you, what, what kind of prep are we doing?
3: Yeah. You definitely want to prepare your house too. I think that's something a lot of people forget. Like <laughs> it's messy, you know, I mean, you can't have potty training without accidents. So yeah, if you have expensive rugs, like by all means, roll those up. Um, you know, you can, you want to protect like your mattresses, like, and and bedding, couch cushions, like try to think about all of that stuff. Um, in advance, and actually um, people use like the puppy training pads. It sounds mm-hmm. kind of weird, but they're really inexpensive and you can get a pack of a hundred for like twenty bucks and you can just kind of line your floor with those like if you have carpet. <laughs> okay. uh, you know I mean it, at least it's protection and then you don't have to worry about like spending your whole day cleaning up and um, you can just throw away the puppy pad and put a new one down kind of thing. So yeah, you definitely want to prepare your house because it it can be messy. <laughs> (laughs)
2: And, and from your professional opinion, are we potty training across the board? Like I know some people start with daytime and then let them wear a pull up at night, or do you just go for it all like cold turkey? So
4: weird.
3: Um, so I recommend doing a little bit of research first to see if, um, like Gio, for example, to see if he's ready to start nighttime potty training at the same time that you're doing daytime potty training. Um, and you can do that pretty simply by like about a week or so before you're ready to start. Just kind of like, if you're able to go into his room without waking him up, um, like feel his diaper or try to, you know, see how wet it is about. 15 or 20 minutes before he wakes up in the morning. Um, A lot of parents don't realize it, but kids are actually holding their pee all through the night and then peeing in the very early morning hours, kind of like adults do when they first wake up in the morning. They have to, you know, usually we all have to pee when we wake up. So um, when you get them out of their crib or their bed and they have a super like saturated wet diaper, you may be thinking, oh, there's no way that they're ready for nighttime potty training right now. But they actually just had their one big consolidated pee first thing in the morning. So by doing that little bit of research in advance, you can see, oh, well, his diaper's pretty dry, so he must be peeing, you know, when he wakes up. Then you could consider getting rid of all the diapers from the get-go, and you don't have to worry about switching back and forth. But um, some kids are ready, and then some kids aren't. So you can always postpone the nighttime um, process until, you know, they get better, you know, versed in their daytime potty use. Wow. Okay. It's Um, a lot to think about. (laughs) It's never, it's never a cut and dry answer with potty training. You know, it's never like, nope, do this. It's like, you know, you have to adapt it this way to match your child.
1: So, so so, uh, explain how you do this. And are you doing most things virtually like over the phone and by zoom or are you ever seeing people in person?
3: Um, So before COVID, I was seeing some local people in person, um, but actually even before the pandemic hit, we were doing most of our stuff virtually. Um, We work with people all over the world and uh, we specialize in doing like customized potty training plans for people. Um, So we'll actually like, you know, we'll learn all this information about the family, about the child, their experience that they've had using the potty up to, you know, the point that we start working together and we like handcraft a plan that matches. That family and then provide support as they're executing the plan to help them get the success that they want. So, okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. And where can our listeners find you? Sure. Um, so, my website is just pottytrainingconsultant.com, and then I'm on Instagram as well at pottytrainingconsultant. Okay, cool. wow, we appreciate you.
2: Do you want to throw these
1: listener questions at her real quick?
2: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: We got, Um, we got, we got to do this for them. Sure. 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 Uh, Okay. So Joe says, my child is afraid of being sucked in the toilet. How do I ease her fears of this situation?
3: Yeah. Poor thing. Um, there's a lot of sensory stuff, like I said, going on with potty training and the toilet and the toilet can be pretty intimidating for little kids when they first get started. So in her case, I would say to start with a small floor potty, maybe one that looks like a regular toilet, you know, they make those little replica ones, um, that are really cute. So I would start in in that regard. So that way it's less intimidating for her and then gradually kind of build her up to, to sitting on the toilet when she gets more comfortable.
4: Okay.
2: Okay, cool. Um, okay, so we have another question. Tony says, "My three and a half year old son refuses to tell us when he has to poop. He's got issues with constipation and is on stool softeners. Any advice on what to do?"
3: Yeah, the poop aspect can be like a whole other ball game in itself. Um, if he's having constipation issues, that's probably a large part of his problem. You know, because. Um, kids start to develop like a fear or anxiety surrounding pooping when they're constipated because it hurts. And um, then they start to associate that pain with the potty. And um, that can be a really, you know, long struggle to, to overcome that. So they definitely want to get the constipation in check first before putting any added pressure on him to actually poop in the potty. I would just focus on getting him comfortable with pooping in general before moving to, you know, expecting him to put his poop in the potty. Um, I have a whole, actually a whole online course about pooping that, um, that she might want to check out because it is such a topic and it is such a, you know, it's such a struggle
2: for a lot of people. So,
4: I there's could talk about it for
3: poop, poop alone for an hour.
4: <laughs>
2: Literally all of these that I see right now have a lot to do with Pooping. poop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, there was a know. second part of, um, of Tony's question. Yeah. So she says, um, my son tells us the parents 90% of the time when he has to pee, but if he's really distracted or we're out of daycare, he will only tell us half the time. Why is this? And what should I do?
3: Yeah. So, um, it's hard for kids to, to stop what they're doing and redirect and, and go use the potty when it's, you know, a less desirable activity, obviously, than the fun that they're having in that moment. Um, so I think rewards could probably really play a big hand in that case. Um, you know, offer him a reward for the times where he does um, make the effort to stop what he's doing and go use the potty in those situations, um, or offer to take have him take something that he's playing with to the potty with him so that way it doesn't seem like he's got Pull himself away from the activity completely, um, or even just have him, you know, try to use the potty before he starts a really stimulating activity to potentially avoid that situation in the first place.
2: Yeah,
1: that okay. all makes
2: sense. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah.
1: Last one. Uh, and this is Liz. Okay. She says, "What's a good schedule to get your child on for potty training?" I think we addressed that. It sounds like it's sort of custom for every kid, um, but she does say, "Are there any specific potties for kids?" Or should you use a real one? So any specific products that you recommend?
3: Um, yeah, so there's a couple that I like. Um, Summer Infant, um, they make one called um, Let's Go Potty, I believe it's called, and it's really simple. It's super inexpensive. It's like $10 at Walmart, um, but it's really easy to clean, and um, it it's cute. Like, it looks just like a, a little toilet, basically. Um, and then there's another one that, that would be really good for, like, the kids that have troubles with pooping, specifically, Um and you're going to laugh when I tell you the name of it. It's called the, uh, super pooper plus potty. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it has like a little built-in foot support, um, that helps them basically get in that natural squat position to make it easier for pooping. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's by the first year's brand. So those two are probably my favorites right now.
2: Gotcha. And one follow-up question and then we'll let you go. So is it, um, Is it something you should include your kid on in terms of like cleaning out the potty, like dumping it in the toilet and watching it flush? Because my aunt who's a nanny said, Oh, well maybe he would enjoy that. It would be rewarding to know that like it's now in the toilet. He can watch it. flush." It is. It's totally rewarding for some
3: kids because then that's like, that's their accomplishment that they've done, you know, and then they get to flush it away and they get to say goodbye to it. And it's a whole like celebratory thing. Um, So yeah, I think that's a really great um, thing to do. And it especially is helpful if they're using the small floor potty um, to put it into the toilet so that they can start piecing together that pee and poop goes in the toilet eventually, you know, for making that transition from the little potty to the regular toilet.
1: Okay. Cool. Wow, yeah. so much interesting stuff. I know. <laughs> Who
2: knew, right? <laughs> no, we appreciate it. I mean, like I said, I, I had nothing, no, nowhere. I was coming off of nothing. Like, I was like, where do we start? How do we do this? He's interested, and that's all I know. So I appreciate yeah. your insight and for, you know, clueing our audience in on what's to come if they're in the same boat as us. Yeah, absolutely. We all go through it as parents, so yeah. we
3: might as well do it together. Stages. <laughs> all, all right.
2: And, go yes. on <laughs> um, and we'll have everyone reach out and send them your way if they need some assistance.
3: Okay, excellent. That sounds great. And let me know if you need any help with GO too. too. Oh, we appreciate
2: that. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more Adulting Like a mother father. Listen, Andrew and I care about the environment much like you guys do. And that's why we're so pumped to have partnered with Aspiration on the show. Um, Aspiration is a bank, but they're they're better.
0: They're a digital banking alternative. Yeah. So even better. Um, and they're better in so many ways. Unlike the big traditional banks that you guys are used to and probably use now, who used $575 billion of your money last year to fund the fossil fuel industry, Aspiration will never do that. Um, instead... If they're going to fund anything, it's going to be green projects that make the world a better place. Here's why Aspiration's so cool. You can choose to plant a tree with every single purchase using your spare change. Um, you can get up to 10% cash back at environmentally friendly partners like Tom's, Warby Parker, and so many more. And this is the kicker. You can access up to 20 times the interest of a traditional bank, which That's is just... Insane. Um, okay, guys. So for a limited time, Aspiration is offering you uh, up to $200 when you open an account at Aspiration.com slash adulting. You can get all the details when you sign up for a better world at Aspiration.com slash adulting. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother father.
2: So where's your head at? Are you ready for this poopy situation?
0: No. Well,
2: we don't have a choice.
0: I'm ready because I have to be ready.
2: Exactly. But
0: I honestly, like I said in the conversation, I never, ever saw the day that that's a conversation that I'd be having. I never, ever thought we'd have to put plastic down in our house because our kid's going to be pooping everywhere. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it worked that way.
2: Well, here we are. Here we are. All right, you guys. So we have a ton of questions from you and I handed my phone over to Andrew and I'm going to let him sort of like eyeball them. You know, it's no... Surprise it's no secret, Andrew's really good at giving advice, and I Am think I? I think so, okay, I think so. do you I not believe in it. yourself
0: and not always really yeah, no
2: i I guarantee you if we were to put something up on Instagram like a poll or whatever, I feel like a lot of our listeners would agree with me that you give really good, concise, direct advice
0: okay, well, I appreciate that
2: okay, yeah. you need to believe that i I don't always want to hear it from you, but that doesn't mean I'm the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) I know. Have I given you enough uh, vamping time for you to find a question?
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of great ones in here. I know. (laughs) Somebody said deets on that mug.
2: Oh, see, a lot of people were asking about that mug. It's all right. My boy
0: Jason at Espresso Parts, he's going to love us for this. This, The mugs, if you've been seeing on Daniela's story, are from Hearth, Goods. Mm-hmm. I think they have their own website. You can also get them at espressoparts.com. Uh, that's where I get all my coffee supply stuff from. Um, so, those are like those those dual walled, you know, colored glass mugs that you're seeing. So, check them out. The Earth amber goods. one
2: gets a lot of love.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, okay. Okay. We got, wow. There's a lot of good questions here. Let's just start. I feel like we've addressed this in the past, but let's hit it again. This question is Would you and Andrew like? More kids in the future.
2: Wow, you're really going to go there, huh? I am. Okay. Um, Well, I guess the answer has sort of changed. (laughs) Um, I don't know, you guys. I feel like I'm really content as of now. I'm I'm ready to get to a a stage where Ivory is, you know, um, is... More like Geo? Yeah, it sounds so bad. But just like, you know, a little more... What's the word? It's capable. 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 A little more like, I mean, could it would be great if she could sit up by like herself. Maybe a
0: tiny bit more independent.
2: <laughs> like, let's
0: get it moving here, Ivory.
2: <laughs> that sounds so bad because I guarantee you one day, not even that far away from now, we're going to look back and go, man, did we rush that? Did we rush it? Because now we miss
1: it. Here's
0: the thing. Here's the thing. I think, you're just being honest, like mm-hmm. not every person loves every single part of the process and I think that's okay like what once you go through this yourself
4: mm-hmm.
0: then uh you have more grace for people and I, and I think like you understand you know like I, some people would say I love babies like I love the baby stage and then maybe the toddler stage is more difficult for them right sure I've learned about myself like I love babies but the baby stage is hard
2: It is hard. And I'll give you some context, you know, going now it's been two months without a full night's sleep is difficult. It wears on you. Um, we are getting close to having a a better stretch. She's sleeping eight and a half hours straight, which was never something Gio did on his own. Um, and so I am happy with that. And I know that things are obviously going to change and get easier, but as of now, I think we feel really good with two. And we've talked about, you know, the idea of. Possibly even adopting at some point if we, you know. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> rush. Go ahead. Hit us with something juicy, Andrew.
0: Juicy. This okay? Here's an interesting question. How has your social media growth affected you and your relationships?
2: Wow, interesting. Um, you want to answer that?
0: I mean, I think it's less of me and more for you. I can answer it from my perspective. Yeah, I want to hear think, what you um, think. I think everybody places not everybody a lot of people place a lot of importance on on followings these days, right? And it does affect the way that people treat you and what they want from you. You're right, uh, and that's across the board. It's even family sometimes.
4: Sure.
0: So it's, it's it can be weird to navigate because it's you know it's like the equivalent of of money. Money changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Relationships that were one way can easily change when money gets involved Yep, and followings because of their all importance in today's world, like work the same way. I feel like
2: you're so right. I was thinking of like moments where, you know, people have asked favors or,
4: Oh
0: yeah.
2: You know what I mean? And it is an interesting thing to navigate. You're right. A
0: lot of favors get asked.
2: Correct. Yes. And here's the thing, like, you know, just like with money, you know, you want to help. You definitely want to help, but yep. you also need to protect yourself. And in this case with a social media following, like you have to protect what you've developed on your own and your mm-hmm. brand and your identity. And, um, so yeah, it gets complex. And, um, I think, I think in a lot of ways it's more good than bad to answer that. For question. sure.
0: For sure. <laughs> uh, this, this next one says you already made sex. What? You already made sex question mark. <laughs>
2: okay. Did um, we already the is no, we haven't. <laughs> not since we've had ivory, that's for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I right. concur.
2: Go ahead. Hit us. I feel like you're not very good at this. I gave you my phone thinking you, you had the trick. The well, trip. dude, I'm
0: not, I'm not a full coffee in and I'm, I'm trying to scan and ask and all the things. Uh, okay. This, I actually really like this question. Any tips for negotiating salary with a job offer? Oh, this is probably more. So you, you kind of are going through this right now. Oh,
2: you're right. I've been through this
0: several times. Yeah. Okay. My number one piece of advice is build value first before you ask for something. Um, If it's a brand new job, sometimes you don't have much negotiating power because they have all the value and you don't yet.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: But I went through this when I changed career. So I was an accountant for four years I never liked it. And I had friends around that were all in sales. And I was like, I need to try my hand at that because these guys are crushing it. And I feel like I can do it as well. And I went into it with confidence because I just spent four years in another career. Got my my CPA certification. Like I wasn't a dummy, you know, but I didn't have experience doing this yet. So I always knew going into it, like I'm going to get into it. I think I can be good at this. I'm going to apply myself and I'm going to build as much value as possible before I come back to the table at some point and ask for the world.
2: that's exactly what happened. It's
0: exactly what happened.
2: You pro you proved yourself and then you were able to like negotiate what was the best salary that you've ever had, like better than what you thought you were capable of getting at that point in your career. And then you walked (laughs) to become a father. And then I walked
0: away. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So the other thing is, I don't know if everybody's like this, but I get hung up on money and I tend to hold it really close and feel like, because I do that, everybody else does it as well.
2: Mm, This is good advice.
0: Don't be afraid to ask for more than you even believe that you deserve. Right? Because at the end of the day, the worst thing that they can say is no. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Right? And if they really believe in you, maybe you get it. But in most cases, like you're going to land on a number that was much better than where you started. Anyways,
2: I want to dig more into that because I think there is a psychology around money, the value of money, what you think, um, your, uh, what's the word? Like, what you're worthy of attaining at Mm -hmm. some point in your Mm -hmm. lifetime. And I feel like everyone needs a solid reminder that really anything is possible. And I, I really do believe that I don't think any of us should really limit our thoughts in terms of money and the idea of attaining it.
0: Yeah. For clarity purposes, Danielle and I have very different mindsets when it comes to money. Like I, um, For whatever reason, my head always thinks that money is limited where Daniela has an abundance mindset, which I'm working towards. And I think it's also a confidence and whether I deserve or not kind of thing. But I think ultimately, like there's no shortage of money. There is no shortage of money. It's all circulating at all times.
2: And it's all perspective, right? You know, what's a little to some might be a lot to others. Sure. So really wrap your head around, you know, what you want and, you know, don't limit yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I say what's a little to some is really a really good way of thinking about it, because in terms of negotiating a deal for you, right, like this might be a big number in your head. But the person that is on the other end might not think that way. They might think that that's, you know, fair value or even less than what maybe you are valued at. So shoot for the stars.
0: Yeah. Brings me to my last point and then we'll move on. Do your research, do your research, put the work in, ask the right questions Because I think it goes to that point. Exactly. Like you may go into this thinking, oh, if I get this number, that would be amazing for me, but you may not even know that's actually at the low end of the market value. You know, that's why you need to do the research. You need to ask tough questions, try to figure out what other people in the same sort of position are being paid, what you think you bring in terms of value, what sets you apart, all the things, but do your research.
2: Yep. Oh, I like that question a lot.
0: Ooh, another sex one. You know, one other sex one?
2: I mean, I'm always into the juicy stuff. Come sex on.
0: while pregnant and the six-week postpartum no sexual. Does it affect the relationship?
2: Interesting. So I was always really intimidated by that 6 weeks postpartum no-sex um, obst- abs- abstinence <laughs> because it did feel like overwhelming. And I thought for sure it would change our dynamic and like not having that intimacy would be really detrimental. But here's the reality. That six weeks postpartum is a whirlwind. And you are not so much focused on that piece of your relationship. You're focused on getting through the days as a team, figuring out how to manage your new responsibilities. You're tired. You're hungry. You're so many things outside of horny (laughs) that like... It flies by. And then one day you go to your six week postpartum checkup and they're like, all right, you're cleared to have sex. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, I What's don't sex? feel, yeah, I don't feel even like that's a priority of mine. And it's different for everyone, but it's pretty common to hear people say like, that's just not something we're so fo- we're, we're focused on right now, mm-hmm. but it comes back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it just also changes with age.
2: Oh, that's Andrew's note. Okay. I, I, you know what? I have this abundance mentality when it comes to sex too. Right, right. <laughs> like you can't limit yourself. Yeah, everyone's
0: there. probably thinking this guy's <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> 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 I am.
2: Oh. More adulting like a mother father when we come back.
0: All right, guys, let's talk health and nutrients and supplements uh, and all the essentials for the children that live in our very own home. I'm talking about Geo and I'm talking about Ivory. They use Child Life Essentials and Child Life Essentials has been a trusted children's supplements brand for over 20 years and are pediatrician approved.
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, And Child Life Supplements are all gluten-free. They're non-GMO. They contain no fillers, no artificial colors, no flavors, no sweeteners, all the stuff you don't need and all the stuff that you do need. And I'm going to recommend a few products to you guys. So listen up. If you know someone who has a baby or if you have a family of your own, this is just good to have in your cabinet. Um, The gripe water, so good to soothe and calm your infant who's experiencing bloating or stomach discomfort. Vitamin D3 supports your baby's immune system and their heart health. And the vitamin K2 helps support um, baby's bone health. And you can get a discount. Tell them.
0: Yes, you can. I think you may have mentioned this, but this comes as the organic baby bundle. And Amazon, don't quote me, but I believe it's about 30 bucks before the discount. But right now, when you're ready to go, go to Amazon.com
1: and use code IHEARTCL. That's I-H-E-A-R-T-C-L, Um at Child Life Essentials page on
0: Amazon.com and you're going to get 20% off.
2: All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father.
0: Okay, we're moving on. This one is very close to us right now. First time home buying for dummies. Where to start other than saving money, money, money?
2: Oh, Where to start? Gosh, I was a dummy when I bought my first home. So I'm trying to think back to, you know, what I can learn from that. Um, Okay, here's a good, good piece of advice that I wish. Oh, you have one coming?
4: I got a good one. Okay,
2: I'm just gonna say, pay attention to the market. I know that a lot of people want what they want when they want it. The mistake I made when I bought my first property, I was 17 years old. And I thought like, I knew what I was doing. I had some real estate schooling experience. Okay. Um, and my ego got ahead of me and I bought at a point in the market where it was awful. Oh, it's laughing at me. It was awful. And I had to eventually over time, um, I moved out, I rented it out and then I had a short, sale it so pay attention to where the market is you know do a little homework see if you think like interest rates are going to drop You're talking in, about the in terms of like
0: macro trends like overall trends of what's happening yes okay
2: because you know what's not ideal is to save all this money and make a huge purchase like that. And then either the market crashes or interest rates drop drastically. And you're like, Whoa, like I didn't time this properly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. And this is just my opinion. I'm this is not financial advice, but I've come to believe that everybody we're, we're all taught that buying, buying a home is like the the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. It's not okay. It's only a savings vehicle. Um, And there was one other thing and it's like literally gone now, but it's more of a savings vehicle in my mind than anything else. Because ultimately when you get into a home that you have all these other costs on top of the, the home purchase price, right? Interest, which oftentimes over 30 years costs you double what the house purchase price was, um, property tax, which here in California, it's just over 1%. It's a lot of money every year. Um, renovations Mm
4: -hmm. so like for example in the
0: home that we're in right now after everything we've spent on it and made it ours right if we sold it today maybe we make a little bit of money even though technically on paper like what we sell it for and what we bought it for there's there's a good variation in those numbers
2: sure but over time you know yeah if you do anything to the property like We we did an addition. We we brought in you know we put in a closet and a bathroom. We did a pool. Like these are these are figures that are no joke. You know, and I'll be honest because people probably have no idea. In L. A. in our neighborhood, um, our addition cost us about eighty to hundred grand. I'm I'm just ballparking it because there are fixtures and things like that, that I don't really know the exact figures on. Um, Did that add value to our home? Yes. Because if you do the math, um, which I'm not going to do right now, but like to renovate costs about 300 square foot, I mean, $300 a square foot and we can sell at about 600 a square foot. So you would hope that on that money that you invest in your property, you're going to make double, right? When you sell, Um, you know, pools are kind of a wash, And that's only because some people want them, some people don't. So if you spend a hundred thousand on a pool, like you may get that back, but you better enjoy it in the meantime, in case you don't.
0: Yeah. So that was my other point. Is is for me, the home is either it's more of a savings vehicle, or it's just an emotional buy. Like it, it has nothing to do with wanting to make any money. It's because you want it. That's where you see like yourself spending a lot of times where you see yourself raising a family, yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's totally outside of the discipline financial principles, right? So I say this just to get people thinking differently about it because you can save up a lot of money thinking I want a home. And in many cases, it's a smart move because you're probably paying rent right now. And at least that money technically is being saved.
2: And there's a write-off element.
0: There's a write-off element. Right. Rather than just burning that cash every month on or rent.
2: paying someone else. So
0: that mortgage. is a positive. But what I'm trying to say is you can save a lot of money for a down payment. And, and this money is significant to most people. Right. Most people will will clear their savings account to get into their first home. You, you, you're you're almost losing money on that. Right. Because you're paying interest on on your home. You can invest that money right mm. now and make more than what the interest is costing you. And that's just another way to think about it. most people I get it. Most people want to get in a home. That's what they think that they should or want to do. Totally fine. It's a
2: great long term investment. A home? Yeah.
0: Yes and no. I think it goes against what I was just saying.
2: Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Again, two different like ways of thinking. Yeah, about I don't
0: it. think I made it crystal clear for people. If you have any questions, DM me.
2: Ooh, DM him. Okay. All right. Hit us.
0: Uh oh, the other thing, first time uh where to start for first time home buyers make sure your credit is good to go
4: because
2: yes. that, that
0: has a huge effect on the interest rate that you get. And that interest rate really affects the total dollars that you'll spend over the lifetime of the loan that you get for the house. So get your credit in order. I have so many little tips on this that I can share in another episode or if you DM me. So if you need that stuff or want that stuff, hit me up.
2: Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is, and this is this is just like a first time home buyers for dummies, right? So it's like what I would recommend is getting pre-approved before you fall in love with a house. Because when you fall in love with a house and this market's really hot right now, things are flying off the market real quick. You want to make sure that you're in a position to actually make an offer rather than having to then get all your stuff together to get pre-approved because it is kind of a mission to get pre-approved, especially if you're trying to do it in a timely manner because you don't want to miss out on a home.
0: Yeah, I agree. I okay. agree 100%. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to the next one. This one is when is the Trina Mom video coming out?
2: I know. I saw that. Dude, question. this could be
0: such a dope series.
2: <laughs> um, I don't have any plans for it as of yet, but you know what? Once I re through the night, like, who the heck knows what I'm capable of? So stand by.
0: It is a very different life. Like, once you actually start getting sleep versus mm-hmm. where we're at right now. Um there was one in here, I need to find it again. Bear with me, bear with me. Do you wanna sing for a second while I'm looking?
2: You don't have to be afraid to put your dreams in action. You're never gonna fade. You'll be the main attraction. Not a fantasy.
0: Okay, okay, Okay. I cut you off there. Um
2: I wanna clarify that was as Trina.
0: Gotcha. All right, thanks. Gotcha. It was beautiful. (laughs) I appreciate that. We just have to move on. Can you touch on vegan options for Gio? Did you go from breastfeeding to nut milk?
2: Oh, so no. I never transitioned him into another milk, basically. Um, He'll have it occasionally. Like when Andrew steams milk for our coffee, he'll give Gio some. But we don't have it a part of our routine. Um, You know, when I stopped breastfeeding, he basically supplemented that with food. So we just made sure that we, he was a good eater and I didn't have to worry about him not getting enough nutrients. It didn't, it didn't bother me for him to go without milk is what I'm saying. And it wasn't something he relied on, which was nice. Mm -hmm. So he didn't need it to fall asleep. He, he, yeah, he didn't require it. So he drinks water, you know, before bed. Um, and basically water throughout the day and then we just make sure that he's eating enough of the good stuff. And what was the question about vegan options, right?
0: Vegan options for Gio.
2: Yeah, um love like pastas are great, right? Um but if you get like a lentil pasta that you can trust and you jazz it up with some good healthy ingredients. Sometimes I'll make it like um mac and cheesy, but I'll put spirulina and I'll put hemp seeds and some brags, nutritional yeast and I'll feel like that's pretty um, balanced for the most part. Um, that's a good hack. I'll leave it at that. Okay. You know, obviously fruits, vegetables, just make sure they're eating, you know, the good stuff
0: and hit your stories on IG cause you're always, Oh yeah, I do have some highlights
2: on my stories. There's toddler meals and then his baby meals.
0: Okay. That's great stuff. Uh, okay. This one's really for you cause they know what I do when I have free time. <laughs> but if, and when you get free time, what's your favorite thing to do?
2: complete free time
0: right just your time
2: oh my gosh what do i do you know i like to listen to podcasts um and like organize like that's like my time to put in a podcast you know it's not my favorite thing to do but if i get the kitchen in a good place and my clothes are hung up i end up feeling better about my life
0: okay okay um I really like this question. What do you wish you had learned in school when becoming an adult? So basically, what what do you wish you had learned in school that you didn't?
2: Oh, I'll tell you right now. Mm. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds.
0: Like, I want to know. Like, like investing specifically or more like just overall personal what finance What they stuff? are.
2: Like, yes, what they are. Like, truthfully, wh- where's... Yeah, yeah. I just want to know the difference in all of them. You know, so
0: because you didn't go to college, like you can learn that stuff. Like okay. you can. Thank
2: you so much. You for can saying take a finance class. A nice you can major way. in finance. So here's the real truth. I actually ended up taking a stocks and bonds and mutual funds class in a, um, like a trade school college, but it was a weekend course, and okay. I felt like it was
1: like a literally lot one of weekend or multiple.
2: No, it was like one weekend you go and you get it's like full days of just that one class why are you laughing at me
0: it just makes me think of that real estate thing and the, sh- the short stuff. Well, because
2: that was all I had, right? I would be working during the week. So then on the weekends, I, I felt inadequate if I didn't have some sort of college experience. Um, and I was interested in learning what I didn't know, but I didn't have the time. And frankly, I probably just didn't even have the energy to like really commit to a full course. And so I tried to get it in on weekends. And the problem with that is that it was like too much material. That's one thing
0: time. I really uh, like... I, uh just be I'm just gonna be so honest right now I think you fall short in the sense that like you'll put a little bit of energy in and then say like oh I'm good I'm 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 done I'm an expert now like yeah. let me just go after it but the one thing I really admire about you is no matter what it is like you might have something that kicks you in the ass and you're like I want to go learn it I want to go do it and like you just jump into gear
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know like the real estate like the stocks and bonds like that was probably a wild hair you were like I want to learn about stocks so Probably immediately. If you
2: ever want to hear more about the wild hairs I've had, I can share them with you because they're wild. Yeah,
0: they're kind of all over the map.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I just, you're right. Like, I just don't think. I just am like, oh, this is an opportunity. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to do it right now.
0: Yeah. Yes. I, lo- I, I love that. I Thank admire that. Um, okay, moving on. I really like this question, too. How do you keep your passion for things when feeling unproductive and out of it?
2: Oh, drink coffee. I swear. That, it is good advice. That's like my first step.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like that's the one of the few things that you really look forward to yep. during the days right now? Yep. Same.
2: Hands down.
0: Same. It's like a really, really bright, like five, 10 minutes of the day.
2: Yeah. And it, and it has some, um, like it doesn't just end there you know obviously no. it like in so many ways it helps right like yeah. helps getting your body going your digestion going gives you a little spark of energy and it's a ritual that i just i love the sound of the machine turning on i love the feeling of the cup in my hand i love the taste of drew in my mouth Ooh.
0: Eh. <laughs>
2: okay one more Should we question end here one more
0: um i actually want to pop in on that one because this is a question that resonates a lot with me. And it's something that I struggle with from time to time. I think the reality is it's hard to keep your passion level high all the time. Like we're humans, right? We have ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. What I found, and I don't always do it well, um, but this is more of a reminder to myself is taking action really helps in those moments. So this, the, you know, the second you feel unproductive, or out of it, just take the next little step that's going to get you the next little bit further in the journey, whatever journey you're you're on or in.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Because the passion may not be there, but it's just putting yourself mm-hmm. into action, which keeps the ball rolling for you.
2: Can I give one piece of advice on that? Because sure. this is something that really works for me. Um, I'm I'm a big picture thinker. I get lost in the little steps along the way. I don't. I get overwhelmed easily so if i think about where i'm trying to get to like if i think about the end zone it's a lot easier for me to get back on track Mm. that's what works for me so like i'll give an example this house for instance right like it's a big jump for us it's a huge motivating factor I like to think of, like, us in it, us, you know, growing in it, maybe even renovating it. Like, all of those things take a lot of money, right? So then that ignites my fire in all my other passion, like, all my different streams of income. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I've got a goal. I see it. I want it. I need it. Now I'm ready. That really helps me.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah, I was letting that one sink in.
2: Okay. I, I like that, that too,
0: because I think uh, if if you're like me, I often lose sight of the end goal and I can get like just caught down in the weeds.
2: You're a details guy.
0: I'm a detail. Like I don't even want to be, but I am a details guy. Sure. And I see how that helps. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, like you start anything for a reason. A reason, right? right?
2: Yeah. So just have a bunch of reasons. <laughs> Like have a reason for why you are alive. Like have a reason for why you think your per- Your what your purpose is. Yep.
0: And
4: yep.
2: then really just, t- I mean, I hate even saying steps because I swear just the word steps overwhelms me. But then just get to it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's leave it there. Last question. Oh, wow. Last question. Last okay. question. Uh, how are you guys not married yet?
2: Oh, gosh. Because Andrew won't marry me.
0: Is that the truth?
2: <laughs> no, it's not the truth. Um, how are we not married? We haven't made it a priority. Um, I think this goes back to Hit the me, other question. I've, I've I'm going to give this. it to you right now. I think that um, you get lost in the details. You get lost in the weeds and I see the big picture and I can easily say like, let's just do it and, and we'll figure it out and we'll get there and it'll be great. Um but I think I hear you when you say things aren't where they need to be. We have work to do. Um, and then I just sort of forfeit because it's really not that important to me. Um, to be completely honest, like I like the idea of the celebration. I like the idea of the excitement around it. But it's kind of a weird thing when, you ha- when you're when you with someone who... Um, he just cares. You care so much, right? And you care so much about things feeling right. And I admire that. Um, because I oftentimes can convince myself that it's all good mm-hmm. and get lost in the excitement of things, similar to this house experience. I was like, Don't worry, it's all good. We're gonna yeah. just love it. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fun. And then you brought in the facts and the details and the things that I you know, yeah, I know you don't want me to say this, but it's like in plain and simple terms, I would just get bogged down by it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's I'm depressing. I told you straight up. <laughs> I said, you're a buzzkill. So it's similar to the wedding. It's like in the idea of marriage. But I think it's
0: a good balance
2: in a weird way. It is. No, but then you can't, also
0: you can't have two, both people like,
2: but imagine if we both were firing forces like
0: for sure. Maybe, maybe you land in a great spot, but you have to have somebody that considers the risk. You have to have both sides. Sure. Cause there's mean, too much risk when you don't, you know?
2: Yeah. I think I've made it pretty clear. I've told you I've gone my whole life taking risk. And even if it wasn't ideal and sometimes like I learned how to work through it. And usually the risk, the idea of the risk was more risky than the actual risk itself.
0: For sure. I think that holds true across all risk.
2: Ooh, there's a lot of risky business. Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: That's it. I think we'll save some, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no
0: more questions. I just want to go back to your, your, you said something about, so you end up forfeiting. I don't want you to ever forfeit. Like I always want to know exactly where you stand and why, you know what I mean? And that's what it's about for me is like just making sure we're on the same path. So we're both going in the same direction together. Like I don't want to be the one calling the shots or Mm -hmm. saying yes or no to something. Like I want to do that together. That makes me feel like I have a partner, and like that is the sort of thing that I would love to commit to.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. No, no don't cry. No, and i I totally agree, and I hear you on that. I think my struggle is understanding how to communicate my side because I just easily I just forfeit easily. Rather than, like, coming to the table with actual, like, it sounds bad to use the word argument, but having some sort of, like,
0: it's not way even of that. proposing it's just, it. Like, just, I need to
2: work on my pitching with you. Just and I
0: communicate feel like- how you feel and why. But oftentimes your default is to go to, like, literally mm-hmm. saying nothing. Mm, yeah. and And that, like, provides to me, like, selfishly no value to me because... Then I don't know. Like, I'm just not a mind reader.
2: Well, now you've heard where I stand.
0: Okay. But I, I still don't know if I'm if I'm clear. I will talk about it offline.
2: No, no. Where I stand is this. I would love to marry you at some point. Why? Because you're my partner. You're the... <laughs> you're... You know, we did almost... Ten, we've done almost 10 years together and it hasn't been easy, but it's...
0: We're still here.
2: It's I us. I do think about
0: that a lot. Like, it's
2: us. Like, and there's so much more... There's so much more on the high rise. And I think, like I said, I'm a big picture thinker. On the high rise. (laughs) On the high rise, yes. (laughs) No, I think about the big picture and I see things past some of these harder times. And I'm like totally understanding and accepting, which is a running theme that I feel like I keep telling myself. I'm accepting of the, the harder times right now because I know that... We're only going to grow. We're only going to learn. We're only going to be in a better situation. Do you think that there's
0: a day, do you see a day where we're just like, we're just super chill with each other? Like we really understand each other. We really support who the other person is and encourage like them to like be an individual. Yes. And we're both like.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely see it. I think that, like I said, we've kind of been in the thick of it, right? Since having kids and not making time for us we haven't think about it no, we really we have not made any time for ourselves together or did, even apart did last night okay but that was a brief thank god but like <laughs> um but no we need more we need more quality time like this can't be the only time that we literally sit Dude, I agree. across from one I agree. another
0: i think okay yeah. You know what I mean? I agree 100%. And it's
2: okay that this is the only time and I'm grateful that we have this, you know? I'm really grateful and I'm grateful for every single person that's still listening right now because this this provides so much value to our lives and we only hope that we can provide a val- like, you know, a value prop for you guys listening. Yeah, yeah. Um but- I want
0: more outside of this though because is this, this is great. This is great and it's one of the few windows that we have, but there's also as much as we're having a very real conversation, there's also the element that like we're having a conversation for listeners and, and I just want more, you know, I Same. want more where it's just, just us because that's where the foundation is.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that can spread outside of that. But yeah, just us.
2: No, I think that that's just
0: key. the two of us. All
2: right. But Dan's your question. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, just all, right. all the yeses. You heard
0: okay? it here first.
2: <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of adulting like a mother, father, Wow, so many songs. I'm so talented. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, you know, hit us with our with some questions. We love the questions. So we've got an email, adultinglikeamotherfather at gmail.com. And if you feel compelled, we would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcast. And then subscribe. It really helps, um, you know, the health of our show. We wish you a fabulous week. Talk to you
4: soon.
0: Peace. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother father new episodes drop every tuesday right here so make sure you tune in for all the goods